is up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight. My wallet is thanking that very, very <laughs> much. Um, so we'll be moving straight into Through the Wall, where we got two trailers to talk about. One that came out uh, this past week, because I always forget that this releases on Monday, so I can't just say this week. Um, this past week, and then one that came out two weeks ago that we just forgot to talk about. Um, and then after that, we'll be moving uh, straight into our All Bros headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Illuminations Sing 2. Hells yeah. Yeah. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say let's do it. All right. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alright, so, starting off with Through the Wall... Uh, we got a brand new, well, first trailer uh, for the uh, new Disney Plus Marvel series coming out this March, and that is Moon Knight. And I know, Caleb, I feel this was definitely the one that you were hyping up the most. I know you were very excited for this one. I was actually super excited for this one. It was this one. Uh, I'm, I was actually excited for She-Hulk a little bit more than I was Moon Knight. Um, that's fair <laughs> but makes yeah, sense like, to me if i were to rank it it'd be she hulk moon knight then ms marvel and the only reason ms marvel's that low is because of the the power change but we'll discuss that when it comes to it um yeah <laughs> but yeah moon knight like i was super hyped for this one and i was super excited for it because of the the leaked artwork of his costume like, I loved that look on him. Like, the way that he was... It looked like he was a mummy. I th- And just, like, all the, the different wrappings and bandages and stuff. I swear... I can't remember. Did you show that to me? I'm pretty I sure you, I did. I, I, I think I you sent did. It to, I think I sent it to you and Vic. Yeah, because I don't remember looking that up myself. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I sent that to you because i i remember like i wanted your thoughts on on how he looked because if you look at like moon knight in the comics he's portrayed as like wearing a completely white costume 
like white cape, white hood with like a like an owl beak, and then kind of like an Assassin's Creed hood. Um, but he has that like that pointed hood, and then his his face is like completely black with white eyes, and that's just kind of how he's portrayed so like a lot of people have interpreted that as he's wearing like a black mask um but then there's other times where he's been seen with his hood off and it's a white mask so everyone's just like oh so it's just the blackness that we're seeing is just a shadow and interesting yeah so it's like just a bunch of like weird interpretations of it but i think marvel interpreted it really really well where it's like uh like the mummy bandage wrap thing like whatever the hell you want to call that um with yeah, the like just like the white wrapping on his face with a white hood like you just kind of accepting the fact that like okay we established that he's wearing a white mask with with a white hood there's no way in hell that we're going to be able to like make that look black so just freaking run with it being white like who, <laughs> who cares and i i love it i love his look it freaking crisp it it honestly really is i know jack shit about moon knight there honestly i really gotta start reading up more on comics because i'm like so i feel like literally every disney plus series that has come out except for hawkeye i'm just like yeah i know jack shit about these characters <laughs> I need to like I need to find a podcast for you to listen to like just like one that will give you like a a fifteen to twenty minute rundown of characters. Dude, if you can find that, you would be the best person ever. <laughs> like I, my favorite podcast for like Marvel and DC related content, like one that will get like give like a good rundown on characters is the Dynamic Duel. Um, but you kind of like, you have to wait for them to do like a, a duel between two characters and then you okay. can like hear, like listen to, um, the, the backstory of that, that said character. So the, do they do like, um, it's versus a Mar- like Marvel like... versus DC. So have they done Hawkeye versus Green Arrow? Yes, they have. And Who Hawkeye won, won by okay, like good. 0.3%. I'll take it. Yeah, it was it was it. like a it was a coin flip. <laughs> I will take it as long as Hawkeye won. That's all I care about. Yeah, it, it was freaking tight. Like I that was I think I sent that one to you. But they've they've recently gone under a, a paywall. Like so, it's only their four most recent episodes that are like free to the public. Oh. Um, so if you want to listen to their older stuff, like they have a Patreon and, and whatnot, like I highly recommend the show, like whether like it's, it's super easy to just, just start and, and go on. Like there's not any, it's not like a, Oh, you have to listen from the beginning type. Okay. Uh, show. It's just like, you can Kinda start like week to week. Like I've skipped some, some episodes just because I haven't seen the movies that they were okay. discussing. Alright. Um, but yeah, great show. Um, but I think... Yeah, I need... I'll, I feel like I know one. I'd have to like double check on my Spotify. But I'll have to fi- see if I can find a, a good podcast that 
we'll give you like a quick rundown of characters. Yeah, dude. Because yeah, if you could, like I said, you'd be the best person ever. Yeah, um, but I don't know a whole lot about Moon Knight either. Oh, I know like just some bare bones stuff about him. Um, I know that his real name is Mark Spector. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna comment some. It's like, so his name is not Stephen. Okay. No, so his his real name is Mark Spector. He is diagnosed with multiple personality disorder. Um, each of his multiple personalities has a different fighting style. Like he oh, has one cool. that fights exactly like Wolverine, one that fights like Spider-Man, one that fights like Captain America, and then I think Black Panther as well. Oh, that's freaking cool. Yeah, so each of his personalities has a different fighting style. He he was taken over. So he was an archaeologist that took over or that got taken over because he was exploring um, some Egyptian ruins and became possessed by an Egyptian god and then kind of became his his herald or like his uh basically like became another personality of his like another voice inside his head yeah and gave him like superhuman abilities and whatnot but from what i've kind of heard i haven't like personally read this so take this with a grain of salt but he like the whole thing now is that he actually didn't get possessed by this Egyptian god that he just kind of imagined the whole thing and like something traumatic happened in the uh during the excavation and during that that period of time he created the Egyptian god persona oh okay and so the whole thing now is like oh does he actually have superhuman powers or is that just his his body like tricking himself into giving himself abilities kind of like the whole split thing okay so i mean that's that's pretty much all i know i don't know the names of his other personas um i think one is like a taxi driver i love it yeah but then yeah so he just kind of like blacks out i guess and then goes and does moon knight shit but so it's kind of like what this trailer's portraying a little bit. Like he's going so by he's... Steven and a Steven has like a sleeping disorder and has to like chain himself to the bed. So when he gets taken over by, well, okay. So like when he wakes up from not remembering him, you know, being Moon Knight at night, is, is it kind of like how, you know, when the Green Goblin takes over Norman, he doesn't remember anything once he comes back to being Norman? I think so. Okay. Um, I think Norman has more of an awareness. Okay. At least in the movies. Like, I think Norman in the in the comics is, like, fully aware that he's the Green Goblin. Oh. Um, I think. Again, don't quote me on this. Like, any anytime I say I think, just assume it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I I I I do think that um Moon Knight has less awareness. Like I in the comics it's kind of weird. Like I don't I don't know the relationship between Mark Spector and and Moon Knight or one of the other personalities in and Moon Knight cuz Mark Spector is technically Moon Knight and one of the other personalities is someone else. So I don't know the relationship that they have. I don't know if it's like if it's like split where they're all kind of aware of each other and they're just oh. like leaving one of them in the dark. <laughs> huh. Like I yeah, I I have no idea what that relationship is like. Um but I'm interested to see what they they do with this. Yeah, um so I don't know what it is to me, but it's weird seeing Ethan Hawke with such long hair. I don't know why. Yeah. But I'm loving what I'm seeing of him so far. But, I mean, Ethan Hawke's an amazing actor, so I'm not surprised there. Yeah, for real. Um, I am really shocked that this is coming out so soon. Yeah, March? Like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. Like, I thought the next show was going to be, what, Ms. Marvel? I think that was the plan, but just because of the extensive reshoots, they had to push that one back. So I guess Moon Knight was ready to go. So they're like, well, you know, let's let's put that one be let's let that one be the first Disney plus Marvel show of the year. Nice. I mean, I'm not upset by that at all. No. I mean, what one hell of a uh, birthday month present, right? No joke. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like I'm, I would have preferred She-Hulk. <laughs> But I'll, I'll take fair enough. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am really excited to see what twenty twenty two entails now, because we don't really know any release schedule for these shows now, right? Not no, as far as I know, yeah, jumbled. it's like all up in the air. Like I feel like two thousand twenty one, the Marvel shows are pretty pretty well set with when they were supposed to come out, but yeah. Yeah, this lineup of shows is kind of up in the air right now, I feel. Hmm. Well, that's that's going to be interesting. I guess we'll find... Like, I hope they have a trailer or something for the next show at the end of Moon Knight. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. Yeah, because... I was kind of shocked what? they didn't um, do that. Like, uh, they didn't have a tease for like Moon Knight at, at the end of Hawkeye or something like that. I think the reason that we didn't get anything with that was probably because they didn't know. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I think they were just thinking, like, okay, like, we have no idea which way this is going to go for us. Like, it could go, like, we could still release Ms. Marvel. We we might not be able to. Like, it's just, I think it was just so up in the air that they just didn't want to, like, commit to anything. Dude, I remember when, because um, uh, Hawkeye was supposed to come out in October, but then they're just like, oh, no, it got pushed no to November. I'm like, wait, what the hell? But then it's like they showcase that, oh, it's because it's a, a Christmas-themed show. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So I, I don't think we're going to get, like, a, a s certain theme with with any of the shows. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Hawkeye was the only one that got that, which I was okay with. It, it worked yeah. very well. I loved it. I mean, hopefully, twenty twenty two is is rich in in Marvel content because 
right now, the only two things, at least for the beginning of the year, are are this show, Moon Knight, and Doctor Strange in, what, May? Yeah. Other than that, we don't have, like, anything else on the on the schedule. Yeah. It's a it's, bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's true. I mean, hopefully in that time they'll release um, No Way Home on Disney+. Plus. Well, No Way Home can't come to Disney Plus because it's still oh, Sony owned. Because it's Sony, I forgot. Yeah. So, Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but that is supposed to come to digital in February. So hopefully the physical uh, physical media copy or physical release, whatever, isn't too far off after that. Because I pre-ordered the Steelbook already, but it's still saying um, release date uh, pending. Okay. Well, lame. Yeah, it is. But oh well, actually no, not oh well, because I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like that. Ah, such a good movie. Um. Anyway, Moon Knight looks really good. It does. I was pleasantly uh, surprised by this trailer. I'm actually very excited for the show now. <laughs> yeah. There was one detail that someone pointed out in the trailer um, where he's, like, driving this truck and, like, is holding this gun and he, like, freaks out and drops it. But behind his his seat, you can see the, the letters Vaughn D, but then the rest is blocked off by the chair. And so everyone's just like, oh my gosh, it's Victor Von Doom, like flipping out. And so I, I was paying attention to that, and I was just like, there's no way that's real. That like looked super clean. And so I saw it, saw that it was real, and I started freaking out until the next scene where they're in the back of the truck, where it had like boxes with the exact same letters on it, but it said like Von, I couldn't like make out what the, the big word was. But it was like Vaughn, D, and then some like really long word. Okay. That started with the D because I'm a, it's like same font and everything. So oh, okay. it's I think they're just like toying with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to watch the new Rockstars breakdown of that because they get into like some major detail. Oh, okay. Like, have you watched their videos? Mm-mm. Like, there are some times where they go, like, frame by frame. That takes dedication. <laughs> yeah, and even, like, with their movie breakdowns, too, they will, like, even with something that's, like, super obvious, like, with um with Shang-Chi, they, like, they kind of, like, were, were like, okay, this is a list of Easter eggs from from this movie and so they like make a whole list and one of the things on the list was like oh uh this is trevor whatever his face is um like you guys would recognize him from iron man 3 and like like so like one of those super obvious ones like they even get into those and they'll even go to things as like minute as like one-off lines (laughs) and like oh this is an easter egg to this or like regarding dude yeah that's it are they getting paid for this? <laughs> because that takes dedication right there. I I think so. I think they're... Oh. 
I mean, because, I mean, you know, if, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I could be able to break stuff down, like, um, bit by bit like that, like, screenshot by screenshot. Um, I feel just kind of, like, don't get me wrong, it probably, for me at least, it would start out as fun, but it would just, just get tedious. Just be a little too much for me. Um, but if they enjoy it, that's well, they awesome. Have, they have, like, a full team of people. Like, oh, it's, it's okay. Like, it's like a big So it wouldn't YouTube just be production. like us, then? No. Oh, no, it's like okay. it's like a team of people. Okay, okay, so then maybe that okay, then that probably is better then. Yeah, like they have a merch line that's pretty popular. They like they have like a bit. It's a big ass production. Okay, nice. That's awesome. So it, it's kind of like their full time job. Okay, I love that. That's yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, so like I I think I could definitely do it if it was like a full time job situation. Uh, definitely couldn't do it for for fun. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I need to watch their um, their breakdown of this trailer. See if they picked up on anything that I didn't. And and they're also like really knowledgeable in the comics, so it's it's oh, okay. nice to know like oh like how they compare things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, one out of ten for excitement level on this. You know, I'm actually I'm actually at an eight. That's about where I'm at too. Okay, sweet. Um, my like I said, my only complaint with this trailer was that I I've never viewed Moon Knight as like a supernatural character, um, which is, I, and I only bring that up because in the trailer his suit just kind of like magically forms around him. Yeah. Like I, I've always thought that it's just a suit that he puts on himself. Like I've never viewed it as like a magical suit. Um, so, I mean, if they can explain that in the series a little bit better, um, I'd be very happy with that. Okay. Like I, it's, I think it's just going to be something where they just like, take a, like five minutes to explain it <laughs> maybe not even that like 30 seconds like oh this is the deal with the suit yeah um but if, yeah if they end up making him like a super more supernatural like uh, i'm cool with that i don't care <laughs> okay but yeah I'm, I'm sitting at an eight too um i just want to throw in one thing really quickly because i don't know if you've seen the trailer and like it, you never. I, I think we already talked about it when the first trailer came out. Came out. It's really hard to talk about trailers for these movies, but they did release the final trailer for Jackass Forever. I don't know if you saw it. I did. You did. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. There's like really nothing to talk about with it because you know it's just like them, you know, like performing stunts and everything. Um, but it is nice to know that, and they even like say in the trailer, just they're just like, we made you wait and wait and wait, and now the wait is finally over because it is finally coming out on February 4th. So I'm freaking excited. Um, I don't know. Can we even break down a Jackass movie on this podcast? Very hard. It'd be so difficult. (laughs) I think, honestly, I feel like maybe, um, because I don't know if you're going to go see this in theaters. Maybe like it's gonna it. I, I'm pr- okay. This is probably what I'll do. If okay. I, if if you go see this movie, I'm assuming you're gonna go see it. Oh hell yeah, dude! 
Okay, if you go see it and can think of a way for us to break it down, okay. like with our breakdown system, because the only things that I can even begin to think about, do, like, like story would be like a no go. <laughs> writing i writing would be a tough sell acting yeah, literally is, like a, is a no go like it's genuine reaction so it's not really acting dude literally the only writing in these movies is when it's like scripted for them to say uh i'm so and so and this is you know this yeah, certain so that's uh, that's just going to be a complete and utter joke <laughs> if we even attempt and be like critiquing the writing of jackass <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with acting. There is absolutely zero character development. Because <laughs> they're still stupid. Uh, oh. I guess we could pop maybe do effects. That's what I was thinking. Like, how's the stunt work? Yeah, well, it's not even stunt work. It's like, yeah. <laughs> just, you're hurting each other. So, I mean... I guess we can do that. I mean, for we that, I feel considering that music. they do it all themselves, that's like a 10, right? <laughs> I know, but that that's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> music would be a tough sell. Well, maybe. Like, I think... There is some actual bangers in the Jackass movies. Okay. So music, I guess we could do. Costumes, I... <laughs> Dude, Again, you could I totally... Guess. You could totally do costumes for what Johnny Knoxville has worn and Chris Pontius. Especially the costumes that Chris Pontius has put on his penis. What the shit? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, but yeah. yeah. So, hey, if it comes down to it, um, you know, we could always just share our, like, quick reaction or our quick thoughts on another video or another yeah. review. I mean, we can always make it a bonus episode just that's true yeah that's true shooting the shit about it (laughs) yeah dude i'm down yeah that would actually be really fun yeah like we'll we'll just call it our our jackass not breakdown (laughs) (laughs) i love it uh all right uh but yeah so if you guys want to go see jackass forever that's uh coming to the theaters february 4th yeah i think that's only theaters exclusive it's not going to be on paramount plus as well if only. lame. I mean, it might move to it shortly after. I hear that's what Scream is probably going to do. I don't know how long, but it probably will come to Paramount Plus sooner or later. So, I don't know if you want to wait. Um, I'll, I'll wait to see if they release like an, a date. Okay. But, yeah. Because we're not going to do Scream for a couple weeks. So. Yeah, that's true. So. But, uh, but anyway, moving on to the uh, trailer that we actually can talk about, <laughs> the other trailer, uh, we got our uh, first trailer for the Bob's Burgers movie, and <laughs> I still find it freaking hilarious. I'm sorry that Bob's Burgers got a movie before Family Guy. <laughs> well, we don't even know if like the Family Guy crew want to do a movie. Okay, you know, fair enough. I mean, honestly, after the Simpsons movie came out, I thought they were going to be like, okay, now we got to do, do a movie. We we, we got to one-up the Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, I do kind of appreciate that Family Guy hasn't done a movie because, like, you got to think, like, Simpsons did a movie. 
South Park's done a movie. Now Bob's Burgers is doing a movie. Like, it's just kind of... Yeah, and also Beavis and Butthead also did a movie. Yeah, so it's just kind of like... I don't want to say it cheapens the show at all. Because it, like... Yeah, see, I would... It doesn't. Because it it doesn't. um, I mean, I can't speak for Bob's Burgers, but I feel the Simpsons movie, the movie actually, like, brought... Um, it back to like when, don't get me wrong. Like during that time, the show was still good, but it brought back, you, brought you back to when the show was at its like most best. Because I, I think um some of the writers that had left the show actually came back to work on the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll 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 agree with you on that. So maybe it doesn't like cheapen it, but it just. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of effort that goes behind that. That That's maybe fair. maybe the Family Guy crew just doesn't quite have a story that they would want to do. Yeah, I, I I would definitely say that Family Guy is a lot harder to turn into a movie than say The Simpsons or even Bob's Burgers. Well, I'm surprised The Simpsons even did it, and so gracefully. Like, oh my god. Yeah, like that. It's odd because sh- movies like that, and that is kind of what I'm afraid of of this becoming. Like the the movies become super long episodes. Yeah, fair enough. I mean the the stakes were definitely raised in the Simpsons movie, so at least there was that. Um, yeah. Well, I think I, like South Park, kind like I. I I think South Park did it right. Like, they had a story that, like, lasted them the entirety of the movie. And, like, one that was, like, pretty solid. But instead of it just being, like, a a full episode, like, a whole super long episode of South Park, like, the Simpsons movie. Which, the Simpsons movie easily could have been, like, you could have turned that into, like, a two, three-parter special if you wanted to fair but i just just love the simpsons movie so much yeah i I mean i like it too there's (laughs) like but that's why i'm like why i'm saying like you could easily turn it into like three different episodes or two i would actually whatever the hell you wanted to do with it i really want to see if anyone actually wants to argue caleb be like no 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 it had to be a movie because i can't like I, mean, I, I don't I'll, know, I'll I can't this all day long. But listen, the reason that I'm I'm giving <laughs> South Park props over Simpsons is because South Park threw something in that we don't normally see from South Park, and that's musicals. That's true, but the Simpsons movie did also throw in Bart's penis. <laughs> I completely forgot about that, and. <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm just saying you can't you can't show that on TV. So they did. <laughs> okay, so they did one thing that they wouldn't have done in the show. <laughs> like S- South Park took it a step further and did something that they could just not do on on a normal episode. Like they could not do a freaking full blown musical production like they did yeah. in the movie. Awful so admit, it's like they I added s- something to it. That's true. I still can't get uh, what would Brian Botano do out of my head. That's a super catchy song. Yeah. I don't even know who the hell Brian Botano is. <laughs> I don't either. I think he's a figure skater. 
<laughs> like that's yeah, like that's what I feel South Park had over um the Simpsons movie. Over Simpsons, yeah. And I I would say like, oh, if they just throw in some like music for Bob's Burgers, like but that doesn't I'm, work out because they do a song like it feels like every other episode. <laughs> it's true. Just 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 give Linda her own musical. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they do with this. I hope that it's it feels like it needed to be a movie and it doesn't I, feel like one like oh, we got to split this into two parts. Yeah, I mean, this is the teaser trailer, at least I think that's what they called it. Um, so really, you don't get a lot of the story. Uh, literally, the only story plot that you get is that Linda took uh, Gene's burger outfit that he usually wears in front of the bo- uh, in front of the restaurant and cut off like the bottom of the uh, bun to where she can put a bathing suit over it because she's just, like sexy sells Bob, and so she <laughs> she's like standing out in front of the boardwalk and she's like sexy burgers, sexy burgers, come to Bob's burger. <laughs> That was a horrible Linda impression, by the way. Um, kudos to anyone that can actually, besides like the actual voice actor himself, kudos to anyone that can actually do Linda's voice because like you are freaking awesome and amazing. Um, but yeah, that's like really the only story plot that we, I feel we got, and how like Bob hated it, but like Teddy's just like, yeah, I got no arguments. Let's let go for it, Linda. Yeah. So um, I mean. I have high hopes for this. Oh, I do too. But I mean, my I'm expectations still... are also like pretty high because if they just yeah. do what Simpsons did and basically just release an episode, like a super long episode of Bob's Burger with like one thing that they couldn't put in the actual show, <laughs> like then yeah, I'll be. Just imagine it's Louise saying the f word. That's what they couldn't say because they are allowed one f word in a PG-13 film. And I just feel That's she would true. be the one character that they would want <laughs> to say it. Very true. Um, Big shock would be if Tina said it. That would be hilarious. That would be very funny. That would actually be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If Tina said it. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But. I mean, it, I'm going I'm going to go see this. Oh, yeah. It looks super fun. And we're definitely breaking it down. <laughs> oh yeah, I f- dude, I'm like, I think I'm like two, se- two or three seasons behind, so I definitely got to catch up. Are you really like, yeah, I'm dude, all caught up, dude? That's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm dude, I got, I got to catch up on Bob's I'm caught up on the, I want to say cousin show, the what? Um, of the uh, the Great North. <gasps> oh, I've never seen that show. Is it good? It's it's all right. I mean, it's not it's not Bob's Burgers. Okay. Like it has its own charm to it. Okay. But it's 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 harder for me to want to watch one of those episodes. Like it's harder for me to be like, oh, I I really want to go s- sit down and watch, um, the Great North. Versus how I feel like watching Bob's Burgers. Like, I'm super excited to watch Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. And then I usually put, like, the Great North on hold for a few Dude, weeks. honestly, the Belcher family is, like, the rare family that I would actually, like, rank super close to the Simpsons for animated families that I love. 
Like they might be tied. I'll give you that. Like it's just oh, animated I don't know. Maybe the Simpsons general? have like a what? Animated families in general, or like yeah. adult animation. Uh, let's say adult. Well, uh, I don't know. L- let's just say uh, adult animation in general. Then I, I, then I can definitely give you that. Okay. Like animated families overall, like I'm like, yeah, they're. <laughs> I mean, they might crack my top five. <laughs> Who's your number one? I'm actually very interested. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot like that? Shit. I mean, I feel... Uh, honestly, the Belchers would be number two. The Simpsons probably would be number one for me. But I don't know what three, four, and five would be. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I can't think of... <laughs> like, you just put me on the spot and, like... I'm sorry. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'll, te- I'll text it to you after. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Anyway. Alright, excitement level. Uh, I'll say I'm about a 7. Okay. Um, I'm going to go see this. Yeah. But it's just, I need a reason to be excited for it. That's fair. I mean, dude, honestly, I feel because this was announced, I think, like back in like 2018. So I remember like texting Sammy being like, "Okay, we got to be there opening night. Like because she's the one that got me hooked on this show. So I'm like, I have to go see it with Sammy. So hopefully she's still up for doing that. Um, Yeah, it's only been what a couple of years. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's only been almost four years. It's all good. Um, Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I I, because I remember when the Simpsons movie came out, I was super super excited, um, and it it delivered for me, um, so honestly, I'd probably say I'm actually at a nine for how much I love the show and f- how much I love that it's getting a movie, um, and I feel it deserves it. Um, I I'm very excited to see what the creators can come up with for a uh, movie storyline. Yeah, says so the person that's not even caught up on the show. <laughs> Shut up, dude! You've missed some gems. Uh, yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that's it for uh, this week's sneak peeks. Um, Caleb, what do you say we move on to our Alvaro's headliner of the evening? I say let's do it. Did I say s- I meant through the wall? I'm sorry. What? Or we're de- no, no, I we're said that through the wall. Well, no, but I do. We still call them this week's sneak peeks, though. If we're just talking oh. about trailers, I mean, not really. It's okay. It's, Sorry, it's force. Uh, it's no, it's, like an old it's, force it's, of it's habit. questionable. It's questionable. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like Sorry it's about in that. the through the wall, like uh, like under the through the wall umbrella. Okay. But it's. I mean, it still technically works. We just don't haven't used it as often. Okay. So for this week's All Bros headliner, we'll be breaking down Illuminations Sing 2.
Caleb, would you like to tell the folks out there how we break down movies on this podcast for anyone that doesn't know yet? Hell yeah. All right. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Um, The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give our own personal grade. Um, With this being an animated movie, costumes is going to be more um, character design than anything else. Um, It's what we like to try and do when it comes to, to animated movies. Um, just to adjust our system, it's just in yeah. the slightest way to apply for different things that might come up, or things that might not apply to certain types of movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of those categories get averaged out, um, sped out, or and then all those average numbers get thrown into our magical algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to compare to other movies. Um, so, without further ado, if you have not seen Sing 2, Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. So, if you listen past this point, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> it is, because this is a really good sequel. So, go see the damn movie. Or you can actually even rent it now. It's on VOD. So. Do it. It's 25 bucks, but. Ooh, maybe don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's good, but you'd probably get your money's worth out of theater. (laughs) Yeah. But, anyway. Alright. So, a month after the events of the first film, Buster Moon is thriving with his new theater. Failing to impress talent scout Suki, who tells him he would not make it in Redshore City, Buster, encouraged by Nana Noodleman, reunites the singers who competed in the first film and takes them to the city. They sneak in for an audition with entertainment mogul? Mogul? M-O-G-U-L? Mogul? Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, Jimmy uh, Crystal. However... Uninterested in Buster's original show pitch, Gunther pitches a space-themed show which would feature Clay Calloway, a rock star who has not been seen in 15 years. Intrigued, Crystal greenlights it, then tells them to have the show up and running within three weeks. During production on the show, Rosita develops a fear of heights during rehearsal and is unable to keep on her role, which is given to Crystal's daughter, Portia, while Rosita is delegated to a minor role. Meanwhile, Johnny has been assigned to work with top choreographer Klaus Kickenklubber for his part in the show, but senses that Klaus dislikes him. Johnny comes across a street dancer named Nushi, who agrees to help him out. Mina has been cast in a romantic scene with Darius, a self-absorbed actor with whom Mina has no chemistry. She later meets and falls in love with an ice cream vendor named Alfonso. Ash and Buster visit Clay Calloway to convince him to be in the show. He refuses at first, but Ash changes his mind. Back at the theater, Buster asks Portia if she would like to switch roles with Rosita, as she cannot act, which Portia interprets as Buster firing her. Upon learning this, Crystal blames Portia for embarrassing him and nearly throws Buster off his building before locking him in a closet. 
Suki frees Buster and warns him to get out of Red Shore City before Crystal can kill him. Ash arrives with the crew and Calloway, who advises Buster not to run and hide like he did after he lost his wife. Uh, Buster then dis wait. Ash arrives with the crew and Calloway, who advises Buster not to run and hide like he. Oh, okay, sorry. For a second, I don't know. For a second, the way that that sentence sounded to me, I'm like, wait, when has it been established that Buster lost his wife, or if he had a wife? But it was towards Calloway. Sorry about that. I got very confused for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of um, worded weird. Yeah. Uh, Buster then decides to have the casting crew put on the show that night under Crystal's nose and has Miss Crawley put por- put, get Portia to rejoin them in the show. During the show, Klaus takes, takes the place of Johnny's performance partner to try to undermine his number, but Johnny beats Klaus with encouragement from Nushi and finally earns Klaus's respect, while Mina visualizes Darius as Alfonso and performs a romantic duet with him. Crystal, having found out about the show and angered when Portia stands up to him during her part, tries to stop it by dropping Buster off the top of the stage, which causes Rosita to overcome her fear of heights to save Buster. When the time comes for Calloway to take the stage, he claims that he is not ready. Ash leads the crowd in a rendition of one of Calloway's songs, giving him the courage to perform a huge ovation. After the show, when Crystal is about to give his thoughts about the show, Suki orders the police to arrest him. While Buster and his friends prepare to leave, Suki tells them that a major theater wants to put on their show. As the cast puts on their first performance, Buster watches from the VIP section, proud to have succeeded in Red Shore City. Nice. Dude, like you said, this was a super solid sequel. It it really was. Um, I know uh, when they first announced this uh, sequel, I think like it was a couple months after Sing first came out back in 2016. And for how long it's been since that one came out, um, I'll fully admit I, I was fearful. I did have my doubts, but God did Illumination deliver with this sequel. I, I am so happy with what they were uh, able to come up with story-wise for this film. Dude, they freaking killed it. They like really in did. the best possible way. Like this didn't like this was like good enough to not blow the first thing completely out of the water. But it also wasn't like worse than the the first one. Yeah. Like it was if it was it's... on the same level if not maybe slightly better. Yeah, just, like just so ba- like barely it captured for me the charm of the first one, which I actually sat down with Iris and watched the first one before we went to go see the second. I love that, love it. And yeah, like I I remember like watching it, but like I don't know why I don't like go back and revisit this movie more often. It's like super fun and then the same one it's just like this was the same thing it was super fun but just kind of on a grander scale yes absolutely which is exactly what i want out of an animated sequel like like this yeah like i want the same fun different level and that's exactly what we got with this 
No, I absolutely agree. Um, I think probably what like I can't decide which one I like more. Like honestly, like they're like you said, I feel like they're basically on the exact same level. Maybe what brings this one up a little more is that these characters are already established, like they already know each other. So I love just seeing these characters together once again and just having their friendships slash relationships grow. Um, especially, um, and I, I, I feel that we can definitely get this into character development, but, um, especially like Buster, like, um, I feel he definitely gets a much more, I mean, he had a very good character growth in the first one, but this one I feel is even better. Yeah. I, uh, we'll get into him cause I think mean, absolutely. I think there are a lot of, um, comparisons that you can make with the first one. Yeah, and I'm I'm super excited to get into that, with, especially about Buster. Um, but getting into the the story, I thought, like out of everything, I feel like you didn't necessarily need to bring in a character like, uh, what was it, Clay Calloway? Yeah, yeah. I did, I don't think you necessarily needed to bring someone in like him. Um, but I think it definitely helped. Like, I feel like in other instances that could have been portrayed as like, oh, we're just trying to get a famous name on our, on our cast list. But in this way, it works in such like a a really nice way. Yeah, it, it really did. Like, just in a way that it didn't feel out of place. It was just like, oh, it was just like this little piggy is talking like big dreams and, and whatnot opens his mouth a little bit too much. And is like, Oh, and like, it just, it didn't quite feel like, Oh, they needed to do this to like, to get people interested in the movie. It was just like, because like who like legit, the target audience for this is like, is what like young kids, like preteens, maybe young teenagers. I would say, yeah, I would say young kids, young teenagers. Yeah. None of them are going to know who the hell Bono is. No. (laughs) I mean, hell, I, God, I kicked myself. Yeah, I realized as soon as I said that, you didn't know who Bono was. Yeah, I kicked myself (laughs) for not knowing who Bono was. Um, Yeah, you guys can uh, give give me a... shame right now i I understand (laughs) yeah i'd ask caleb i was like wait who who who's bono he was even (laughs) taken back by it but which is rightfully so i don't know how i didn't know him but i do now yeah (laughs) but it it, still it was i think that like part of that was for um parents but i also feel like even now, because I like, I it's so weird to like put myself like, oh, the target audience for this is pair like, or to say like parents, <laughs> because I'm I am one, <laughs> and I'm at the age where a lot of people my age are, yeah. or not a lot, like a decent amount are, and not singling me out at all. No, I'm no, just I kidding. Wasn't, I wasn't I'm, trying I'm to. I'm kidding, bro. I'm but, kidding. I'm just giving. No, you shit. but like. Thinking like okay, where like it's it's more grandparents that would know Bono. That's fair. Like people like 
Like yeah, I'm sure like in the in the sixties, seventies, like like I'm sure your parents do. I'm sure my parents do. Oh yeah. My mom is a huge, huge fan. Like was yeah. a huge fan of them. Um but yeah, so it's just like me being raised on my mom's music definitely kind of prepared me for like who the hell Bono is. Otherwise I would not have given a shit. You know what like, I just realized? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what? No, um, well, um, I don't know how much you remember the Simpsons movie, but there's a part when Lisa's talking to that guy that she has a crush on, and uh, she's asking about his dad, and he's just like, he's not Bono. He's like, are you sure? Because he's not Bono, and I never looked it up. (laughs) I'm like, wait, who the hell is Bono? (laughs) I always asked myself that when I was a kid, and considering I saw the Simpsons movie with my grandma, I'm sure I asked her and she told me. But I just don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um. Just for those of you who don't know, uh, Bono is the lead vocalist for the band U2. Um, Love it. But yeah, my my mom is a huge U2 fan. At least I think, like, last time I, I checked, like, she was, like, she was docking them up, like, oh, my gosh, I love you, too. Um, apparently, they have, like, an iconic guitar sound, which I still really? have not been able to pick out, but whatever. Uh, anyway. Doesn't Kiss have something like that? Um, well, they? Kiss, they have, like, their, their go-to is, like, the... I wouldn't say it's like a an iconic guitar sound. It's more their like makeup and their performance. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. But yeah, getting back to the the story, like I felt like I felt like they had a really good place that they left off with the success of the Moon Theater. Yes. And then just kind of like running with that. Yeah. And uh, what I love, just like the first one, um, each character has their own subplot. I mean, they're all, you know, of course, into the main story, but they all still have their own little subplot. And I feel all all of them really, um, what's the word, Um, developed the characters even more. Um. I feel especially Johnny's. I feel Johnny's was really good with um, um, with his uh dance coach Klaus and like how during the final performance when he knocks Johnny on his uh his back and he's just like you'll never be great, and Johnny's able to show him be like hey bitch what'd you think what did you think I am great asshole, yeah it's just like that that perseverance is like really inspiring because that's like what more or less that's kind of what his deal was in the first movie just like persevering through the the deal that he was struggling with his his father and being part of a a gang or a criminal organization like that was speaking of that that and then um sorry no really quick okay so if they say this takes place a month after right yeah. How in the hell is his dad already out of prison? Well, I mean, robbery isn't that big of a deal. But a month? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I forget if it was a couple years, but a month. I know, thinking about it, he did kind of escape from jail. (laughs) Yeah, so shouldn't that rack up a couple more charges? Yeah. Maybe, like, a month seems like really... Like a big stretch. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I feel that the Wikipedia or maybe stories. Like prison reform's different in the animal world. <laughs> I mean, it might, but I don't know. Do you feel that Wikipedia is like because it's never really said when how what the time gap between Sing and Sing Two is? Yeah, like, I feel like a month I is too was, soon. That I felt it was too soon as well. Like I, the way that I viewed it was like a year or two. Yeah, considering that, uh, like, because um, at the opening that the, uh, they're putting on Alice in Wonderland, and I swear when they're talking, um, him and uh, Nana Noodleman, um, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, uh, your shows are always great from what you've been able to put on with uh, your new cast. I'm like, okay, so if we're setting it up being like a couple years after the first one, that makes absolute sense. There's no way you can put put on many shows after just a month. Yeah, that's impossible. So like his, I'm so, I'm gonna go against Wikipedia and say that this has got to take place at least a year or a couple years after. Yeah, that would that would definitely kind of improve everything. Um, at least timeline wise, because yeah, yeah, like I remember that conversation too, talking about all the shows and and whatnot, and yeah, because how long do do like theater shows like that go for? Like they usually go for like. A month, like a couple months, right? Uh, it kind of depends on how big the theater is. Sometimes it will only run for a couple weeks, but the, sometimes it will go for a couple months. It kind of just depends. Okay. With Moon, for considering how technically big his theater is in the uh, the city now, I'm sure it probably has to be at least a month that these shows go for. Okay. I mean, so, like bare minimum like you could say it's like six months like, yeah. but even that just doesn't seem like yeah oh you don't mean like the show goes for six months right no like i mean oh, okay like, the, like that's how lo- much longer or oh, okay or how i was gonna say yeah six months is usually only like a broadway show running yeah anyway um I mean that, that that technically doesn't have anything to do with the story. <laughs> hey. That's just us trying to like justify like the the, the dad line. being out of prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but he, yeah, he he was down for um, or he got out for good behavior and was doing community service and whatnot. Anyway. <laughs> um. The rest of this story was like was really solid. Like Buster or yeah, Buster Moon just like believing in his his vision and his team and being able to like it's just kind of like seeing the potential that they have and knowing what he, they can accomplish, and that's like what what works so well with this story like seeing how hard he was pushing in the first movie to obtain his dream of just owning a decent theater 
like a successful theater and then getting that and being like we can go so much bigger than this and being like we can be like we can be part of the big city and like do do um performances there that people will like absolutely love Dude, you have no idea how grateful I am that they didn't turn this into a, oh, after the first one, after their show on the first one, they disbanded, and now it's, uh, they have to get the band the back band together back again together. to do one, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, basically so there is the one person bears. that, wait, what? I said basically do the country bears. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> there is one character, uh, Ash does go her separate way, um, but that's just because she kind of starts her own music career. But once uh, Buster, you know, approaches her about coming back for the show, she's all in. She doesn't question it. She's just like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I think she would have questioned it had the uh, <laughs> the owner of that club treated her a bit more fairly. Yeah, which fair, okay, I fair. loved seeing. Like That Ash was such was a just, great scene. Oh, such a badass. Yeah. I mean, but Scarlett Johansson voicing her, so, I mean, you kind of got to make her a badass. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think they did such a good job at, at, like, sharing everyone's story. Like you said, with Johnny struggling with, um, struggling with, like, maybe the self-confidence yeah. in himself to be, like, a good dancer. Or, um, Rosita is kind of... Rosita, I felt like maybe if anything, her story was brought down a little bit because it she was. didn't really like deal with her shit that well. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, it sucks because I mean I love them all, but like Rosita's definitely up there for me because I I loved what they did with her character in the first one, and for the most part, I did like what I loved what they did with her in this one as well. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Out of like. Out of all the characters, her storyline was definitely the one that kind of got sidelined a little bit. Yeah, so Buster's entire like idea for this big city performance, it kind of encircled around Rosita being the main character of yeah. the play. Or, is it a play? Is that what they refer to it as? I think so. I don't know if they ever called it a musical. Okay. So yeah, like she was the main character of this play and she had to do this like high dive jump or like just she basically had to do this high dive shit. Yeah. Which was just insane. Um but she uh she has the like the fear of heights like we said and then Portia the uh what's his name? Crystal's daughter ends up showing that she's like super good at doing like the high jump stuff and singing and but she just can't act worth a shit. And so yeah. when Buster's like, "Okay, like you need to step aside so we can like get someone in that's actually like good at acting." She like has this big old meltdown and then she, then Buster's just like, "Oh, Rosita, you're back. <laughs> you're back in." So she doesn't really have like a big old story to deal with like Johnny does. Yeah, I feel like she's very prominent at the end, at the beginning, but for the middle, um, you don't really get a lot of her. But then towards the ending is when they start to pick up again with Rosita's storyline. Yeah, um, uh, 
shit, what's her name? Oh, Mina. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that her story also kind of got a little sidelined in a way. Yeah, I mean, I like the love story for her. It it worked well. Yeah. Like I thought that worked really well, and I, yeah. I'm kind of really glad that they replaced the the bull. Yeah, I find him honestly. I actually wish that the um, God, what was uh, his name? Um, Pharrell Williams' character. Oh, Alfonso. Alfonso. I honestly wish that like he was actually just comfortable to get on uh, the stage with her and actually just be. I felt like that would have been weird. a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it was enough for her to just imagine that it was him. All right, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Damn it. Yeah, but I I really liked her story. And, yeah, like, when, when it came to Rosita, it was just kind of another, like, sideline character. Like, oh, you you kind of go and like, Oh, like, let's see what this like little, fu-. it was more like lighthearted. It didn't really have any like deep story depth. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was fine overall. how do you feel about ashes? Ashes was really good. Like, even though she did like herself, didn't have like a good, like a decent personal story. Um, she did help, um clay kind of with his like help him start to heal from his trauma because he lost his wife 15 years ago hadn't performed since hadn't even listened to his music since then and so like she i think she helped him through a lot of healing and so she was just kind of like the emotional shaman for for clay to bring him into the group. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to explain her. Yeah, character. so I think, like, story-wise, like, I don't think she brought it down any. Like, yeah. my big problems, story-wise, are with uh, Mina and Rosita. Yeah, I-, I can definitely agree with that. Um, trying to think. Overall... Um, I mean, did I, you like the villain of the? He seemed a bit much, like uh, threatening to throw someone off the roof. Yeah, like goddamn, <laughs> like and actually trying to do it. I think that's what got me. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, like, I think you know what I gotta like... give. Um, I feel like I gotta give Illumination like prop for like actually like. Showing that he was actually ready to kill Buster Moon. Like, dude, he straight up. <laughs> like, he. So there's this. Like, for those of you who haven't seen it, freaking Crystal and Moon are in this meeting, and then Moon's like, or Crystal says, Oh, you've screwed me over. He grabs Buster, takes him outside, and then, like, gets a phone call. And then he's just like, okay, I just got this thing to deal with. And, like, opens his fist. And I'm like, <gasps> like I, I flipped out. And then Buster's doing freaking koala shit and grabbing on 
to his arm. And then he's like, I'll deal with you later. Throws him in a closet. And I'm like, what the hell? This got a little too murdery for me. Dude, that's fair. And like, honestly, and during the performance, he actually does throw Buster from a height that, yeah, if Rosita wouldn't have caught him, yeah, Buster would have been dead. Yeah, or, I think that was just like it was a good character much. moment for Rosita. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I feel <laughs> that just from the height that he threw him, like parents are gonna have to have talks with kids, just being like, "Yeah, um, if this is not <laughs> how you deal with your problems, <laughs> yeah, don't throw people off of high places." Because yeah, Buster would have absolutely died from that from. Like, like, right? Like, he wouldn't have just broken some bones. No, he would have freaking died. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was really freaking high. Um, I, I so. just, I'm trying to think of what else they could have done, but could they have done anything? <laughs> I don't know, because I mean, like, like I'll give needed, him props you though. To give, like, I okay, this is probably what I I would have done to make make mr crystal not so freaking scary <laughs> i would have had him continue to do the i will throw you off the roof thing threaten yeah. to throw him off the roof and like maybe hold him over the balcony and whatnot but never actually do it yeah <laughs> and then just gave rosita a bit more time to deal with her fear of heights like, show that she's struggling in this, quote-unquote, new role that Buster created for her. And have her, like, in the off her off time, go and, like, conquer her fear of heights. Yeah. And so when it finally comes down to it where they're like, oh, Rosita, we need you to do this. Then she's, like, worked past it. <laughs> And then maybe has like a a quick little like moment at the end, and then she like does the jump, like jump, like just something where you didn't have to freaking motivate her with potential death. (laughs) (laughs) And then like had, I don't know, maybe like had the whole crystal and Buster situation happen later in, in during the play and then have clay calloway come out and then miss or and then crystal was just like whoa like ha- like has that big old like realization like oh look at what buster just accomplished and then at the end try to take credit and everyone's like deuces like just okay like, exact same story minor tweaks yeah just eliminate the the murder. This is yeah. a children's show <laughs> or a children's movie. Uh, I get it's rated PG, not G, but still, at least I think it's rated PG. Uh, good question. Because <laughs> there is no way that this is rated G if that's how. If yeah, if. Uh... Yeah, there's no freaking way. Like, absolutely no way that this is rated G. <laughs> I would be genuinely shocked. Uh, 
it'd be really nice if they just like told me. Whenever I pull up rating, they're just like, "Oh, you mean like the movies?" Um, oh, there we go. Uh, it's PG. Rating. Okay, yeah. This thing too is. Uh, I wish that they would tell you why it's rated PG. I'll bet you in like the IMDb, IMDb like parents guide, they're just like, "Yeah, they imply that Buster Moon could die if no one catched him." Um, it is rated PG for some rude material and mild peril slash violence. That is okay. way more than mild. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on IMDb? Oh. No, uh, no, I'm just on Google. Oh, yeah, okay. If you're wait, on IMDb. You can click on the rating, and it'll tell you why. So. So I so uh, looking through through that Google section, it actually does say the movie is set a year after the events of Sing. Ah, we freaking nailed it. Yeah, so <laughs> completely on accident, but we nailed it. Yeah, that makes so much more sense than a month. <laughs> a month doesn't make any sense. Yeah, for real. Ugh. Overall, like the story was good. Like I said, there were definite improvements that could have been had with Rosita. Mina was was decent, but uh, like decent enough. Like, and she was yeah. in it enough for you to not forget that she was in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget there was one character. I forget who. That I can, like, I kept forgetting that she was in it. Oh, is it Miss Crowley? No, Miss... Miss... It might have been Mina. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to, like, think, and I'm just, like... Every time she, like, was on screen, I'm just like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Where are you at with the story? Um... I would say I'm at a, I would say an 81. 81? Yeah. I might be a little bit higher. I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm sitting at an 83 with the story. All righty. That averages us out to an 82 for story. Perfect. Uh, next up, we got writing. Which I felt the writing was super solid. Yes. Um. Yeah, I really don't have a lot of things wrong with the writing. Um. Yeah, all the like there was such little wasted dialogue. I felt. I think. I think any dialogue I didn't like was with extras. See, that's fair. Um, and like, even like dialogue that's like passed off as like a joke, like, uh, like really, I feel really worked well when like it might not have when, um, uh, oh my God, what's his name? The, I think it was a walrus. I don't remember. His, uh, oh yeah. Uh, Nick Offerman's character. Was, yep. That, did, did I just uh, say Norman. Nick Offerman? Yeah. Norm? Norman. Norman. Norman, how he's literally shouting to everybody, hey guys, we gotta pack it up, he still doesn't know exactly how the show's gonna look, even though he only has three weeks, yet you heard him, we can't finish the set until tomorrow, or maybe even the next day. Like, it should be stupid wasted dialogue like that, that I feel shouldn't work, but it actually did work. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that I, that was actually one of the scenes that came into mind where I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't laughing my ass off. I giggled. Yeah, it was like a, a chuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Jeez, all of my, like, favorite lines came from uh, Gunter. That yeah, that that's fair. Fr- freaking him and uh, when uh, him and Buster are, like coming up with the script for the for Gun- Gunter's show is freaking amazing. How how Buster was able to actually translate that into actual <laughs> script writing is amazing. Yeah, I know. Gunter and Miss Crawley were definitely my two favorite characters. And they were like the comedic relief for this whole thing. Yeah, they they were exactly the same as they were in the first one. And I think that's perfect. They shouldn't have changed their characters. Yeah. So, I, I, I loved that. Um, one thing I was kind of surprised... Well, never mind. Never mind. This is, like, completely unrelated. Um, I'm, trying to look, I'm looking through the cast list to see if there was, like anyone else is seth mcfarland still listed in this movie even though mike is not in this film um not if you're on imdb okay if you look it up on google then yes he is still that's that's freaking hilarious yeah if (laughs) if if anyone googles sing to and yeah if you see seth mcfarland as mike on it he's not in the movie just heads up mike does not return so either he just decided screw you guys after sing sing or maybe he actually did die from that bear that climbed onto his car at the end of the first film i will we don't know canon you would accept that as canon yes okay (laughs) i love it um geez they have like a shit ton of additional voice work yeah like like I said, very, very few problems overall with the writing. All my my issues were with were with extras. All main characters, I felt like all of their dialogue was was well used. Yeah, especially um, uh, for me once again with how I, I felt uh, Buster's um, writing in the first film was great. I feel it was even better in this one. Such yeah. good writing for Buster. Um, I felt like Rosita's again, like if you would have made the improvements to Rosita's story, I think that her writing would have been on point. But I think the only reason I would even consider her writing to be lower than her overall story was just because she was kind of sidelined for a majority of the movie yeah which 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 sucked which sucked because so honestly i'm not gonna dock for that like at all yeah like it's just something that i would have liked improvement on that's fair because like honestly out of the out of um the whole like group of characters from the first movie that like whole ensemble i don't dislike any of them i think all of them are really good characters yeah I i think they definitely kept the the interesting characters. Yeah, that's fair. I think they, I I like that they kind of cleaned up house a little bit and got rid of some of the characters that didn't work, like Mike. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Nothing against. Uh, I mean, Seth MacFarlane is actually a very good voice uh, artist. He's an voiceover. amazing voice actor. Yeah, I would have but liked just, to see him in a different role. But yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike is never redeemed. He's yeah, he's sucks. just an asshole through and through. And the first thing. Yeah, no joke. Um. So maybe that's actually why I like this movie a little better because no Mike. Mike's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Too bad we didn't grade the first one to compare. Yeah. This one to. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm actually going to be. I'm actually going higher on my writing grade. Yeah, I think I like, too. And I'm trying to think of just like how much higher because. Like I said, very, very few problems. So I I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go to an 86. Okay. And I lied. I'm going 87. <laughs> um... You know what? I'll go, I'll go with your previous score. Um, just because... Uh, everything that we said and I feel the biggest writing uh, point that I can point out is just how much I love uh, the writing for Buster Moomin of, of how much uh, it wasn't improved. It was still great uh, compared to the first one, but if not better in this one. Yeah. All right. So that averages us out to an 86.5. Uh, moving on over to acting. We have... Oh. Tori Kelly, who played Mina, Reese Witherspoon, who played Rosita, Taryn Egerton, who played Johnny, Nick Kroll, who played Gunter, Matthew McConaughey, who played Buster Moon, uh, Garth Jennings, who also wrote and directed this movie, who played Miss Crawley. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Um... We had Chelsea Peretti, who voiced Suki, uh, Scarlett Johansson, who voiced Ash, Bobby Cannavale, or Cannavale, however you want to say that, uh, who voiced Mr. Crystal, um, who else, Halsey, who voiced Portia Crystal, uh, Eric Andre, who voiced Darius, Letitia Wright, who played Nushi, Bono, who voiced Clay Calloway, and then Pharrell Williams, who voiced Alfonso. So, pretty star-studded group. Yeah, god damn. And they all did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say this. I had such a hard time placing uh, Bobby Cannavale as Mr. Crystal. I didn't even know who that was, so Yeah. Like do you do you know who it is? Mm-mm. What what is he in? Alright. You would recognize his Oh, he is um He is Shit, what's her name? Oh, he's Cassie's stepdad from Ant Man. No, that's him? Yep. Oh my god! But he's—I so... can't remember. Yeah, him and Scott don't have a great relationship, right? 
he kind of hates him uh in the first one in the second yeah, in the f- one okay so yeah i guess like him being kind of an asshole in this one kind of well, he, how he, he was usually plays an asshole he plays it like, very good watch, so keep going did, did you ever watch uh paul blart yeah who did he play he was the FBI, or not FBI, the SWAT uh, captain. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's just like, uh, yeah, because him and Paul went to high school together, right? Yep. Dude, he was in a, he's in a bunch of shit. <laughs> oh my god. I love him in that movie. But I feel right. I'm one of the rare people that like love that movie. The sequel... Was god awful. I hate the sequel, but I I love the first Mall Cop. Yeah, I'm trying to see what other stuff he's been in. Yeah, he's Ant Man and the Wasp. He was oh in Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh yeah, he played the main bad guy, right? Yep. Okay. I forget. Like, he, his do, name. he does a lot of stuff. Oh, he was in Daddy's Home. Uh, the first. Ant-Man. I haven't seen that movie in years. Yeah, like he does. He he plays a really good bad guy, but he also he like he does comedy really well too. Yeah. So it it's kind of it's really interesting to see like the the range that this guy has. So I I thought it was so interesting like why it was so hard to f- pick out his voice. Like I had such a hard time with it. I'm just like he sounds so freaking familiar, and yeah, that's exactly why because he's that is so cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Um, all right. What who? What's your your top five? Uh, number one, definitely Matthew McConaughey as Buster Moon. Buster Same Moon here. has been been my favorite since the first one, and he once again delivered uh, with his voice in this movie. Um, number two, I would probably give to to I would give to Taron Egerton as Johnny. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, same here. Huh? Hey, awesome. So our, our top two is the exact same so far. Yeah. Uh, number three, he said top five, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, number three, I don't know, for me, just because I I loved him as a villain. Uh, what's, what's that guy's name? Uh, Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale. I would actually put him as number three. Um, I would have personally given it to, uh, Reese Witherspoon as Rosita. That's, I would give her number four. Yeah, and then I was actually going to give Bobby Cannavale my number four. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, let's let's see if we get number five exact. Uh, I'm pretty sure we will. I mean, hell, I don't even. Uh, hmm. Honestly, I actually want to say like, um, oh my god, what is her name? Uh, who played Portia? Uh, Halsey? Halsey. I might actually give her my number five, because I feel she did such a great job <laughs> playing a really? kind of like, a, like a real bitchy uh, teenager. But then she came what? around. Oh, okay. I was not expecting that. Uh, um, okay, what would you... 
I was actually going to give it to Scarlet for my number okay. five. That's but a good choice. Halsey, that that is a really good choice. She, huh. I don't know if she's done voice work before. I'm going to look. But she can freaking sing though. Like God damn, she owned her number. Yeah, well, she sings. <laughs> like that's. Her, well, yeah, her no, deal. I know, but I'm just saying, like. That number especially, she really owned. Yeah, she's... Okay, she's done some voice work, but it's all playing herself. Oh, okay. So, okay, well, like, you know this what? This is, is a, a great start for playing a different character that, other than yourself. Yeah. Like, there's... Okay, it's, like, mostly music videos. Then, yeah, so there's one where she played, like, a... Queen Lila. It's all this year or last oh. year, oh, where she cool. played Queen Queen Lila or Lilith in "If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power," and then yeah, did the voice for Portia for Sing Two. So she has not done a lot of voice work. Wow! Well, so I hope she gets more because I'm very impressed. She did an amazing job, just kind of playing that spoiled brat character. Yeah. Like, she did amazing. I probably shouldn't have called her a spoiled bitch. She's only, like, a teenager. Let's stick with spoiled brat. Sorry. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But, yeah, she, I, like, she killed it. Yeah. Like, now that you, like, bring it up, like, for a character that we're supposed to dislike, like, she great job destroyed. Yeah. And she did a great job also of, like, portraying the, portraying it to where, like, she couldn't act. That 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 was very good. Yeah. Yeah, she did a really good job with that. Ooh. Overall, I was pretty impressed with everyone's performance. Yeah, there really wasn't any performance that I'm just like, uh, it was it was it was alright. Uh everyone yeah. I feel brought their A game to even if it was a minor role. Yeah, I think like my my issues again, like same with writing, were extras okay yeah okay that's fair so i think considering that i think i'm like maybe 91 yeah. uh i'm gonna go a 92 nice so that averages us out to a 91.5 all right moving on over to character development which I think we both did Buster Moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like a <laughs> a gimme. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I've even in the first one, I feel he still had the best character development. These oh, movies yeah, are definitely sure. yeah. Th these movies are definitely he's the main focus. Yeah. I think with this, I think there was like a a big internal struggle between knowing if he was doing something for himself or doing something for his crew. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, and I, I felt like they pulled that off, like, super well. Like, Matthew McConaughey just, like, killed it. But it's just promising all of these big, majestic things on such a time crunch as well. And 
being just being able to pull it off with the help of his team and kind of having that understanding that that he that's what he was doing. Like it was just like super nice to like just to see how much he believed in his crew and he was trying so hard not to involve them in any of like the crazy shit that was happening yeah. behind the scenes which was really nice until it came down to like oh he's going to kill us <laughs> <laughs> so i i really dug that about his character yeah no i i absolutely agree um i i love that they continue uh they continued his character growth from the first one into this one um how um after the first one he was finally able to make his theater successful and after that he just he just kept thinking bigger he's just like okay well now that uh my locally owned theater is doing well what if i try to you know step it up like go to like the las vegas of uh this um oh my god this this um this world, world. Uh, with wait what <laughs> like the world yeah the, yeah this with a red shore city um because i mean that wouldn't be considered broadway but it's still like it's definitely a step up from uh just like local stage theater um yeah i think that's definitely like vegas level yeah and then tw- at the end of the movie he basically is able to move he uh the show that uh that he puts together throughout the whole movie, actually like um, someone uh, turns out they actually love it. And so they want him to bring it to their theater, which basically is, I feel the Broadway version of their world. Or would you say like, maybe like a step closer to it? I think that's like a classier Vegas. (laughs) Okay. They go from like the, the, the bright and shiny, area of vegas to like the high-end fancy okay that's that's fair so they're like it's just they go from like one upscale to another yeah but it, i think s- in the end it's still vegas um fair. yeah that's true i feel like broad like the whole broadway thing that probably would have been a really decent step up from like local theater and then yeah. from broadway to vegas I th- like it's just I think it's so hard it will be so hard if they even decide to continue uh this this story it'd be hard for them to continue on or scale up yeah that 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 uh, yeah that's true I don't know I thinking about it I feel that it would be perfect if they just kept it at two films because yeah, I mean, if they have the story for a third, like, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, but oh yeah, I, same I'm here. I'm not going to be too heartbroken if they don't. No, same here, because honestly, Sing is the only franchise that I give two shits about with Illumination. Sing was the only movie from Illumination that I kept going back to because I just enjoyed it that much. I could gear... Despicable Me, I feel, is a very good first movie, but leading into Despicable Me 2, just spreading uh, out on the minions, just I feel ruins it for me. I find the minions annoying as hell now. Um, So that just killed that franchise for me. So I feel Sing is their only good one left. And 
both movies deliver solid, solid stories. And so this is the only franchise that I care about from Illumination. And if they just want to keep it at two, that's perfect. They did a perfect job wrapping this one up. But if they do have a good storyline, like Caleb said, then by all means, bring on Sing 3. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of their their films. And yeah, like they do not have a great like of Illuminations films. And they do not have a, a super great track record. Um, the only one that I have even a little bit of hope for is going to be the, the Mario movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because the only other movie that they have slated for 2022 is The Rise of Gru. Which I could give two shits about. Yeah, exactly. So, eh. Yeah, eh. I got Sing 2. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like we were, we were talking about with Buster, it's... I think they left him in a in a pretty decent place. If they wanted to, Absolutely. it's it, they. I don't feel like they quite shut the door, but they definitely didn't leave much of an opening. Yeah, which it's like more they left the door unlocked. <laughs> yeah, and I feel that's perfect. I feel that's how you definitely should end the sequel. That if if this is all that we want to do, then. We did what we needed to do, but if we still want to come back, there is a way to come back. Yeah. Um, I actually feel like this series, or this show, or not this show, this movie would make for some really decent shorts. Okay. I think that'd be a good way for them to continue and be like, oh, like if they wanted to just bring in like random bands or whatever to to do songs or yeah like different singers or different whatever like it'd be a good way for them to do like a good 10 15 minute little song short like i i wouldn't mind seeing those yeah i honestly wouldn't either i mean it's i would just, just be a feature afraid that would be like yeah, I mean, but I mean, with the shorts, I'd be kind of afraid that it would start going into like minion territory. It might be a little too much. A little bit. I just anyway. don't want Sing to be like over fluctuated, I guess is the word. I don't know. Just, I don't want Sing to be, to get become anything like, despi- wait, what? To get the minions treated. Yeah, I don't want it to become anything like the Despicable Me franchise. I've, it's the only franchise that to uh, that Illumination has that has been super solid for both films, and I don't want anything to ruin that. Honestly, that's I feel like that's a reasonable request. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Watch now that um, we said that they're just like psych. Here you guys go. Yeah, I mean, I, it, we're going to get blamed for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are you sitting at with character development? Um, just for how much I love his character development, both in this movie, because I feel you need to compare it to the first movie as well, because I feel it's an ongoing growth of a character of him wanting to just keep going 
in uh, establishing great shows and just keeping his uh his I don't want to say brand, but um just showcasing how good of a uh, a uh, I guess like director stage director he can be and how good he is at putting together shows. Um, so I'm actually going pretty high. I'm going to go at ninety. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I. I'm not quite at that point. I think I'm more at like an 87. Okay. But like you said, you kind of have to include the first movie into this. And it just kind of showed, like it just kind of continued on like Buster's attitude about getting things done. Yeah. And like, in the with like with the first one that he he was putting a lot of his own he was putting his own reputation on the line and then it was kind of the same with this he was putting his reputation on the line but then it was it also kind of like up the ante by like making you realize oh he also kind of put his life on this line <laughs> yeah and it's just kind of like one of those things that he was like very unintentional about like i don't think that he was just like oh yeah i'm gonna put my life on the line for this like he was just it was just kind of something like forced upon him and like you could tell throughout it. it's like oh. like his nervous laugh was just, is just hilarious to me it, it is it really is um but yeah like it's just like i said it was just took what was working about the first one and just bumped it up. Yep. Just like a, by a hair. And yeah, and I, I was I was pretty impressed. Just some issues like here and there with the um just overarching themes. No, that's fair. But nothing nothing too bad to say, especially when it comes to like the development of Buster. Yeah. Like, I think they took him in a very natural direction. So, yeah, I'm going to sit at an 87. Nice. Um, and that brings us to an 88.5. All right, next up we got effects, which with this is just going to be, like, animation. Or what we thought of the animation. Yeah. Um, It's just as good as the first one. Um. I don't know if I really like saw like really any like huge differences. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's like definitely like upgraded, at least a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I feel the characters still looked, you know, great. The I on like nothing. It's Illumination, but I mean, it's their animation. It's it's definitely not Disney. It's definitely not Pixar, but it's still very good. Oh yeah, it it's super good. Um. I think what one of the things that I was, I think I told said this to you as soon as we came out. Like what I really appreciate about this is that even though Sing, Sing came out like years before this movie, they feel like they came out in the same year or the same time. Yeah, like this one wasn't like oh the animation is just infinitely better or or anything like that. It felt perfectly in line. It's nothing like the Toy Story films. Yeah, like Toy Well, that one, like, I can give a little bit of leeway to. 
Yeah, because because you're I mean, going hell, from even like, like the... early two thousands animation to like late. Because <laughs> no, it's crazy. Because like the first one is ninety five, the second one is ninety nine, and then the third jumps all the way to two thousand ten, and then the fourth one to two thousand nineteen. So even there's like a, I feel a huge difference between tw- uh, Toy Story three and Toy Story four. Like you can tell the difference. I'd have to go back and rewatch Toy Story three, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not as huge as like Toy Story two and Toy Story three. Oh my gosh, but... that is a huge jump. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's. I I really appreciated that they kept the animation on that same level. Yeah. And I don't know made if that's a little just more illumination, not not improving their their animation <laughs> techniques at all, or if that's just like if that was planned. Hopefully, uh, it was planned. I hope. I mean, because yeah, it, it looked great. Yeah, like I feel like years down the line, when I'm showing my kids this movie again, it's so not. You plan it's, on having more than Iris? I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you shit, man. But I don't feel like they're going to be like, oh, this feels so old. Or this, like, it's, I feel like it's a timeless type of animation. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like, I feel like Toy Story is, is eventually, and it's getting to that point where that that's going to eventually age out. Toy Story yeah. 2 isn't quite as bad as the first Toy Story. No, but I, feel I mean, like honestly, I feel going to get like, to a point where they're like, that's old. <laughs> yeah. God, that I makes mean, me maybe, like, really like, sad. Yeah, I mean, but Iris watches Cocomelon and Cocomelon freaking sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm so sorry. You have to sit through that. Uh, I only know that. I only know of Cocomelon because of freaking TikTok. It's the only reason I know of it. Jeez. Yeah, don't. Just don't. <laughs> it's like baby crack. <laughs> oh, God. Is, okay, is it worse than baby shark, though? Or is it a tie? It's actually a tie. Baby shark sucks, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I struggled with that one. <laughs> like, now you're asking the real questions. <laughs> because <laughs> i have to watch both oh i'm so sorry <laughs> dude she has this sh- this is a total side note she has this movie it's a baby shark movie with pink fong which is like this little pink fox character and she has watched it like 50 million times <laughs> It's oh. the worst. Anyway. I love it. <laughs> before I freaking jump off a cliff to, to avoid <laughs> seeing Coco Melon again. <laughs> um, get back into the effects. Um yeah, overall, like I'm impressed. I'm I'm, I'm I really, really am impressed. too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not super super high. I might be at like eighty three. Okay. 
Well, actually, I think I'm gonna go... I'll, go, I'll go up to 84. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll match you on that. Yeah, I'll do 84 as well. All right. Well, that averages out to an 84. All right, moving on over to music. Freaking killer soundtrack. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Um, I will say, I don't know why, I might have liked the first one's soundtrack slightly more. A little more. I'll give you that one. I'll give you um, that Just too. because I feel there were more tracks in the first one, but uh, I feel that they still did pick very, very good songs uh, for this one. Um, and I don't know what it is. Literally, with this one and the first one, whenever it's uh, Gunther and Rosita's number, their songs that they choose is just always a banger. Um, it's I straight up it. is, dude. <laughs> this one was, uh, I forget the song, but it's just the, this is the part where I break free. Stronger than I've been before. And then the first one was, um, uh, what, what was it? Shake the it Taylor off. Yeah, shake it off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with the 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 soundtrack on this one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think that it's kind of has the um when you do have it like a soundtrack like this where it is like pretty famous songs and just like doing covers of it. Yeah. It's hard for one to stick out. So I'm actually I'm going pretty high, but it's the reason it's not reaching a ten is because one song is not standing out above everything else. Yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. Um, so hell, honestly, because of that, I'm probably gonna agree with your score. Yeah, nine. Hell yeah. I promise I'm not being persuaded. <laughs> All right, well, that rounds us up to a nine. Um, moving on over to costumes, which for this movie, we're going to be talking about character design. Um, I mean, everyone else, everyone looked exactly how they did in the first one. I think they did make a lot of well-needed adjustments to their outfits. Yeah. To kind of like match their personalities and in uh, different ways and, and to kind of match their story. Like I really liked, um, I really liked Mina's outfit during the play. Oh yeah. She looked great in that dress. That was awesome. Yeah. And like, and the robe too, like the, the yeah. black robe that she was in, like all that stuff looked like super good. Um, but everyone looked really, really nice. The, I will, the only complaint that I have and this doesn't affect me too much like I think I'm going to go down to maybe an 8 for costumes and this is just because of Portia and Crystal I think they just were a little too lanky even though they were wolves I think they just needed to be a little bit like stockier like they kind of had like flamingo looking uh, that that's physics. fair especially Portia for me yeah like her feet were dinky yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah I think I'm gonna agree with you too I'm sorry I promise he's not persuading me but... 
if yeah, my like I mm. translating animals into like human movement I think it is really difficult to do. It is um and so I I feel bad doing that. It's just I th- I think they could have done it a little bit better. I mean it's it's but it's kind of like the same thing with Zootopia. I'm sure you had some problems with how some of the animals were or did you? It has been so long since I've seen Zootopia. But <sighs> I'm kind of crushed. I'm... Because <laughs> that's one of my favorite Disney movies. Not that I recall. Like, I don't okay, remember okay. having any issues. There may have been, like, one or two. I'll fully admit I'll, Zootopia. I'll go, they, ha- they, they had to have done, like, a wolf creature in Zootopia, They right? did. Yeah, okay, they did. I, I want to go yeah, back and look it, at them. Yeah, because it was all of... Um, uh, like the uh, oh my god, like the mob bosses, like security guards. Okay, I'm gonna go back and look at at them. That probably won't adjust my score any. Okay, <laughs> because I th- I think I was leaning more towards a seven than an than a than I was leaning towards a nine. But yeah. if I go back to Zootopia and see how they did the the wolves and see if they like resemble the the wolf then i will probably change and be like okay i'm a more solid eight okay i'm just not quite at a seven level yet <laughs> all right fair, yeah, fair enough fair enough all right so costumes has come to an eight um last up we got our own personal grade do you want me to start um well i can since you're signing us out oh, okay that's true i forgot <laughs> all right for personal score, I think I'm go- I'm I'm thinking I'm sitting at an eighty. Um, I had a really decent time with this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Like I, it impressed me on so many different levels. I love that it didn't feel so detached um, in any way from the first movie, despite being many years apart from each other i still can't believe how five years that's crazy yeah like it's 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 wild like if they made any improvements to the animation i did not personally recognize those changes yeah same um and that's that's like right after seeing the first one like i went from the first one to my sister-in-law's house to sing to like it was like right there so yeah i was super impressed love the the soundtrack to this so yeah i compare this like really close to the original or the first one and this is probably what i would give the first one too so yeah, I'm sitting at an eighty. Nice. Uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go an eighty-five. Um, I loved the sequel. Uh, this to me was just as good, if not slightly better, than the first one. And um, like I said, the first one, um, 
honestly is the only Illumination movie that I actually cared about. Um, and it was actually one of the biggest surprise movies that I've ever walked out of the theater. I remember being like, oh my god, that was so freaking good. Because um, the trailers weren't that uh, weren't getting me that hyped. Um, and I just thought it was... I, I don't know, it just wasn't really sounding like a really good movie to me. But uh, what really drove the first one was just how well that they did uh, driving the characters. The character development was just so good. Um, and it was the same thing with this one. Uh, just such a solid sequel. The songs were good. Songs were great. Um, and yeah, I, I just have very little problems with it. It delivered uh, the sequel that I wanted, and I am so happy with it. So, yeah, 85. Hell yeah. All right, well, all of that concludes this week's breakdown. So the final All Bros letter grade for Sing 2 has come to a... B+. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah, so it is sitting at an 86.25%. Not bad. Yeah, um... It's definitely one of our lower B plus movies. Um, okay with that. It's actually like three from the bottom. Oh wow! <laughs> so let's see if I... out of thirty nine B plus movies, it's thirty seven. I'll still take it. What's yeah. below it? Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with above first. <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, so, like I said, it's at an 86.25. So, this is, like, an interesting one. This puts it exactly, like, exactly in line with Captain Marvel. Interesting. Yeah, so they are the exact same score, 86.25. That's funny. That's, That's really funny. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that it puts it below the Lego movie two, which is at an eighty six point five. Puts it below the Lovebirds, which is at an eighty six point five four. Uh puts it below Frozen Two, which is at an eighty six point five nine. Yeah, I can accept that. Frozen two is such a good sequel. Um, puts it below In the Heights, which is at an 86.81. And then puts it below Nobody, which is at an 87. Okay. And then... (laughs) Oh, God. I'm scared. Sing 2 is... I'd love... Okay. (laughs) I don't know how it came to this. Because this does not feel right to me. (laughs) (laughs) Sing 2 is above Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, damn. Oh, Vic's going to kill us. Which is at an 86.22%. Oh, yeah. Vic's going to kill us. Vic can't be mad. He scored that one with us. That's true. He did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is so true. Dude, but what throws me is freaking Homecoming is below Captain Marvel. 
Yeah, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't. Like, oh, I, I need to double check. I'm sorry, Homecoming's a better movie. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> that... All right, let's Man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. 83. <sighs> Shit. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with any of the scores. It uh, well, it is seriously a point zero three percent difference. It is so it is so uh, insignificant. Of well, a maybe we're gonna have to have DJ and Vic come on come on and uh, break that movie down again. Like yeah, and then drop <laughs> far the score like they did Far From Home. Oh, oh yeah, they did drop it. God damn it. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, Spider Man Homecoming is on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> As is No Way Home. No As one can no touch that home. one either. If you guys even think of touching that movie, we will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and then the other movie that it's above was Nightmare on Elm Street, which uh-huh. was at an 86.12. Okay, yeah, that one's not like, oh my god. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming is just like, yeah, what that's, the hell? That's the biggest one for me. Same here. Like, oh my gosh, that's that's insane, dude. Part of me what really wants to go through all the MCU movies and do our breakdown system on them, and then see what our like our uh MCU lineup looks like. Dude, we totally should. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. I mean, what? Uh, if we knock out like, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to you about this after. But we'll, okay. we'll set it up. We'll set it up so it'll be like easy for us to do. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's where Sing Two is sitting. B plus. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well. That concludes this week's episode. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of our lovely voices, um, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. Um, if you can't find us, maybe switch your um, podcast listening uh, platform to something else. Just an idea. <laughs> Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, if that is your preferred place to listen to. Um, you can follow us on social media, um, as well as um, um, you can also email us uh, if you want to uh, DM us with uh, episode ideas, answer our question of the week, um, or if you would like to join us, any of these ways would be a great way to reach us, um, and we will gladly have anyone on. Um, and so those social medias include... Facebook with uh, facebook.com forward slash the all bros, Twitter and Instagram at the all bros. Um, and then our email is the all bros at gmail, the all bros channel at gmail.com. And we also have a TikTok, which I finally posted another video on. I don't know. I know. Caleb... I saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to watch a fun uh, new release Tuesday video that I posted that showcases how bad my completionist brain is. Um, be sure to watch that TikTok. Um, we are just at the all bros. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to check out our website, 
Um, you can uh, go find it at tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. Um, and this is the best place to get merch if you guys want uh, any of Caleb's amazing episode art designs, because unfortunately, a lot of them got taken down by stupid companies, even though, especially the freaking Scoob one, that, like, I, like I've told you, JC is so, he actually, like, kind of pissed off at that one, because they don't own the outline of the freaking, of a uh, freaking uh, van. I know, dude, and I I felt so bad. Like, so what I did was I got the the model. Like, I outlined the model of the the mystery machine. Yeah. And then, like, uh, from the Scoob movie, and then I even stretched it out. So and it they would still claim that shit. <laughs> yeah, and like I stretched it out just enough so it didn't like exactly like replicate the the freaking movie version like I, yeah. I i did all the changes i changed the color scheme i put our freaking logo on it like i did like everything freaking different but now warner brothers decided to be assholes and yeah screw you warner brothers <laughs> but yeah so if, if you do want if um you know of a design that unfortunately got taken down and you want that design um there is a um link on our website to where you can uh have that created um and we'll create that for you and we'll get it sent out to you uh but if you prefer to just visit our t public store you can uh do that uh we are tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the albros channel so yeah uh next week on the podcast we'll be breaking down the movie i slept on until a couple days ago and I'm kicking myself in the ass because, God, this movie is incredible. Um, Encanto. So, be breaking down this Disney gem. At least I feel that's what it is. Oh, it but. absolutely is. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I absolutely understand why it made Caleb's top ten of last year. And honestly, it would have made mine if I, like I said, I wouldn't have slept on it like a dumbass. Um, Dude, but anyway, I am genuinely shocked that No Way Home did not was not your top pick oh oh so you did listen to it yes i did oh okay i I was playing uh xbox the other day and was listening to it and when when i heard you were like oh like i i thought i missed some because you started talking about no way home like on your list yeah and i was just like oh shit like i think he skipped like a a few (laughs) then you're like and then my number one and i like lost my mind I was just like, are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just, yeah. Dude, what, did Was Ghostbusters Afterlife above it, too? Yeah. Dude, no shit. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> hey, it still made my top three. Oh, you are so lucky that we don't have, that we used a different freaking uh sheet to grade <laughs> to grade our um our personal scores for Spider-Man No Way Home <laughs> cuz I would have I would have easily called bullshit on that <laughs> cuz you gave you gave uh Ghostbusters Afterlife for your personal score a 95 yeah 
And we ended up giving Spider-Man No Way Home in 98 for our personal score. Goddamn. So, yeah, you fud up. I fud up? <laughs> I mean, especially consider, I think I gave Halloween Kills like an 85 for my personal score. Uh, I'm going to keep, I'm this year... My goal is to keep track of the personal score. Like, starting now, I is going to keep track of all the personal scores that you give to every single movie that we break down. And so when you come with come at me with another, like, top ten of 2022 and you try butchering the system. <laughs> hey, even, yeah, but even if, you know, like, I rank it higher than... Like say like like with Ghostbusters. No, like, I'm, like I'm talking like personal oh. score. Like anytime oh, okay. you say, "Oh, this is my personal score for this movie," I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what your top ten is. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, but yeah, you guys should go listen to that episode too, because like Caleb said, I'm in thoughts. Yeah, there there's a lot of thoughts. I'm sure I get, dude. I'm sure there's like so many people who are like, "What you put Halloween Kills as number one?" S- sorry, man. I'm a huge horror fan, and for me, that movie delivered, and I loved every minute of it. So, Fair. yeah. I um, guess. but I guess <laughs> hey, you liked it too. I did, but I mean, did I put Halloween Kills on my top ten? I think you had it as honorable mention. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, next week, Encanto. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, uh, it is on Disney+. Plus, uh, and you don't have to pay a premium price for any or anything for it. It's just there for if you're already subscribed to Disney+. Plus. And you know what? I was actually, I wanted to go check it out in theaters, even though I watched it on Disney+. Plus, but it's not playing anymore. It's like, seriously? I mean, it kind of makes sense. I know, it's been out since November, but still. <laughs> God, I, I've sucked with this movie. I missed out on a gem seeing it in theaters, and I waited too long to watch it. Um, But anyway, uh, until next week, uh, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Do- deuces. <laughs> I'm so used to you saying deuces first. Sorry. It's for, <laughs> force a habit. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>